welcome back. Uh, welcome back to the unrequested myself, Tino. Um, maybe maybe a not so special guest because uh, now this is the second time in a row uh, that my my brother in law here, Danny Boy, is back with me here on the podcast. Say hello. I'd like to think that I'm still special. Like in my own head, I say you're <laughs> special, Dan. Go be special. It's, you're special. it's getting a little less special when it's two weeks in a row, just right out of the gate. It, it becomes now more of just our guest is back as opposed to a special guest. So either way, welcome back. I, Who cares? I, I'm going to stick with it. Guest okay. still feels pretty right. It feel, still feels right to guest. me. Okay. Okay. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, well, either way. Everyone, welcome back. This is the Unrequested with myself, Tino, our guest, Danny, uh, out of Pittsburgh. Oh, I'm just going to throw that in there just because there's always going to be a little bit of feud between you being a Steeler fan, me being a Cowboys fan, but we won't bring that up today. I think we're going to leave that one out today, Um, but welcome back to the Unrequested. Sports opinions no one asked for, but here we are, and you're back again. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for listening to whatever it is we choose to blabble about today. And we've got some things to to discuss, you know, with uh, with Mayweather versus Paul. That was kind of supposedly a big deal over the weekend. We got NBA first round wrapping up in the playoffs. We got hockey playoffs going on. We even got some NFL action still happening. That's why I love the NFL. It's never really the off season. It um, doesn't ever stop. So it's never stops, never stopping. So no, yeah, and yeah, I love there you it. go. And NFL's got that dialed in, so good for them. But we'll kick it off. Mayweather versus Paul. That was the big Sunday night hoopla. Did you watch it? No, I did not, Tino. <laughs> you were not because a pay-per-view scriber there. I have between a hundred and a thousand better things to do than watch old man Floyd Mayweather relentlessly punch some really obnoxious YouTube personality. Yeah. Like, I have much better things to do with my time. I have more respect for myself at this point in time than to watch that happen. It it feels a bit like a sham. Like when It's when a total it, sham. Like, it's a total sham. When they released the rules, I was like, who is buying this fight? There's no there's no judges scorecard, there's no winner, there's no loser. Like this is this is all just purely set up in Mayweather's favor. Idiots, Tino. <laughs> Idiots bought this. Careful. Some of them may still be listening to this podcast. Maybe it's not much longer, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you bought this, you're an idiot. You're a you're you're worse than an idiot, actually. You know what you are? You're a sucker. You're worse than an idiot. You're a sucker if you bought I, this. I don't get it. Because it wasn't a real fight. Like some of the undercard stuff, like Chad Ochocinco or Chad Johnson however you know him by was on the fight card i was okay with that like that seems like something i would watch but i am not gonna i'm not gonna fork over any money (laughs) to mayweather who is who is by all accounts right one of the best boxers we've ever seen right easily one of the best probably the single best single greatest pound for pound fighters ever yeah but you just you don't run to that you do not run to that undefeated record if you are not an absolutely incredible boxer yeah but at the he's never been an exciting fighter though either he's never been just putting people to like obviously no one's tyson oh, no, he's a technician but he's an absolute technician but yeah i mean he doesn't draw me to be like <laughs> i gotta go watch this fight and oh, now, best, now i'm gonna watch him, best thing him and his brother this the, these paul these paul brothers 
who I don't even know who they are. Maybe that's my disconnect, obviously, with current pop culture media. But I just know he runs his mouth. He wore a Pokemon card or something, you know, into the ring and then proceeded to land like something like 30 ish punches. Oh, it was it was pathetic. It was pathetic. Tina. So here you want to. All right. Here we go. Tina. Ready? All right. Total percentage of his punches landed. What do you think it was? What was his total percentage of punches total landed? Total percentage. Twelve? Mm-hmm. Santino, very good. 13%. Oh, I gave him. He threw lit- 217 uh. punches, landed 28. That is, that is, that is terrible. Like I feel like you could you could run after someone long enough and get a few of those landed, right? Like me or you, you know, we're probably going to get knocked out if we run in there. But in the, in this particular case, Mayweather wasn't swinging to knock anyone out, not that he ever does. But did you see the, the 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 pictures after the bout? Floyd looked like he. I don't even think the guy broke a sweat. He went through a sparring match. He danced around uh, out there. That, yeah. There was a lot of hugging. Um, you know, he threw a hundred and seven punches. Yeah, he threw. 14 jabs floyd threw 14 jabs he literally averaged two jabs around wait how, and this how is many, a guy who's total punches did he throw 107 107 in eight rounds floyd threw 107 punches 13 and some change total punches he threw per round per round i this isn't a boxing like you paid 50 dollars for that like and I get it. Everyone it, wants to, everyone wants to see this Paul guy knocked out, like him or his brother, right? But Mayweather is not a draw for me at all. When he calls himself Money Mayweather, yes, he's made himself the bad guy, but not in like a bad guy, like an enticing kind of way. He's not a heel. He's not like a traditional heel, right? No, no. He's just. It's just. He's not fun to watch. Like when you show up, it's just him dodging, dodging punches. And jabbing back at you constantly, which again makes the, him a great fighter. But the the only thing that, for instance, made like the McGregor fight interesting is that you knew that Connor at least had established himself at that point in time as like a legitimate fighter, somebody who really knew what he was doing in a ring. He even if it was in UFC and it was all those different kinds of things, like Connor had established himself as a legitimate fighter who, by the way, had that legitimate puncher's chance yes like if he could have thrown that one shot he just needed that one big left and he could have put floyd down and that was the only interesting part of it there was no way he was going to put floyd down as soon as the rules for that fight came out and you saw the size of gloves that they were using you knew at that point much like this one that floyd was afraid to tarnish anything that he had done up to this point everything is always in his favor obviously that's how these guys get paid i don't fault them for getting paid but I don't want to hear anything from Mayweather in regards to these fights because it's always been set up leaning his way to start off because he doesn't want it to do anything that may you may have you see him in a different light as a fighter. And that is just it's a money grab and it's good. Again, good on them for getting it. But don't waste your money on this. Uh, and more importantly, you know, think about this. Here's the the absolute part that blows my mind, right? McGregor and Mayweather, when they fight, they're only, I think they're like five pounds from each other, right? Yep. 
Floyd weighed in for this fight at 155, <laughs> which is like 10 pounds high, high, higher than he fights normally. Logan Paul weighed in at 199.4. <laughs> he was six tenths of a pound from heavyweight. <laughs> and you mean to tell me these guys are doing the same thing? This is so stupid. Why does this? Okay, it made money. But why do we keep doing this? Because people keep lining up to make this money. All right, Logan or Jake, I forget which. I think this it one was, was Logan. Logan. It was Logan this Whatever time. Paul this was, you know, they're really good at running their mouths to anyone and everyone, right? That's why the Tyrone Woodley fight, which is to come later on uh, against the other Paul brother. I would watch that one because Tyrone Woodley has some he has some bad intentions when he's going to step into that <laughs> ring. Like he is looking to shut someone up. But like this Mayweather crap? No. I, I don't have time for it. I don't want to see it anymore. I was hoping it was on Saturday night so I could quit seeing it all over all over social media everywhere by Sunday. And then much to my dismay, I found out it was actually Sunday night, which I thought was even more strange. But and, whatever. And the crazy part about it is, too, everyone keeps taking a swing at Floyd because somebody wants to be the person that beats Floyd Mayweather. That's what they want to do. They want to be the person that beats Floyd Mayweather. But like you even said, it's never going to happen. Yeah. Floyd is way too careful. I mean, why we kind of say like, oh, Connor had a puncher's chance is because Connor McGregor literally can throw just a devastating. We've seen hook, him. And that's it. Yeah. Just we've seen people him, down. We've seen him win a, a UFC fight in like 13 seconds or something like that. Right. Yeah. Because he, he beat someone up with a shoulder once. Like, yeah, you know. he like. <laughs> but you also knew that, like, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, Floyd had made that so that the gloves were pillowy soft, mm-hmm. and he just did what he did for the first two or three rounds. He got close enough to Connor that Connor could throw a bunch of punches and tire himself out. Floyd figured out what he was going to do. He broke his fight down, found his holes, and punched him until Connor literally couldn't keep his hands up anymore. Yeah, because he was just exhausted. And yeah. that's what Floyd does. Nobody is going to beat Floyd Mayweather unless it is like a Muhammad Ali at the absolute tail end of his career where it's like <laughs> he's 60 years old or whatever. They're beating the crap out of him. Like, I mean, it's just if, if Mayweather's willing to fight heavyweights, can we put Tyson in there with him yet? Has that not come up yet? Because, I mean, I am still 100 percent afraid of getting hit by Tyson. I don't care where he's at in his career. Uh, I, Mike <laughs> I saw him training and I terrifies me. He yes. still terrifies me. So, cause you're just like in, in the back of your head, you're just like, I mean, I know he's old and he's slow and Mike's not Mike anymore, but you watch him doing that training. and You're just like, he's still the baddest man alive. And I won't hear <laughs> another word about it. And you're just like, I, this guy is I'm awesome. Sure. He's still yeah. so awesome. Yeah. Cause there's not a lot of people that are going to walk up to him and be like, I'm the baddest man alive now, Mike. And then, and then that conversation ends and not the way you want it to. So <laughs> yeah, that conversation ends with you laying on the street going, I just, what happened? I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go to the hospital. I and they're like, sir, it's 2025. Um, <laughs> some things have changed. <laughs> Mike Tyson stole your soul, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's like a scene from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> exactly. You just got finished. You were the end result of the finish him. Okay, I want you to know that. You just got uppercutted down into the pit of spikes. And that's what happens. Uh, that's our ploy to uh, please put Mike Tyson in the next Mortal Kombat movie. I don't know how it has to happen, but that God. would be great. That would like, be so... Put him in as Jax's father or something. So and weird bring and that storyline in. Oh. 
Ah, all right. Speaking of some speaking of some heavy hits, right? Jumping over to the NBA because I I watched some of the game because I definitely didn't need to watch all of it. Uh, Milwaukee supposedly still has an NBA team with supposedly still an MVP, multiple MVP winner on it. I just don't know if Milwaukee, the Bucks, or even for that fact, the Nets even know that yet <laughs> supposedly is doing a lot of work there tino <laughs> supposedly is doing a lot of work right now i mean okay that's Oof. two games in a row that brooklyn has just said you're you're not on our level look we're gonna we're gonna score 40 more points than you yeah and we're not at no point in time is this game going to be close it i i i have i have no i have no words like i was not one I am not ready to see the Nets win at all, but by God, they have just so much. Well, when they have KD, KD is enough, right, for for most teams. And then they've put in some pretty damn good pieces around him. Um, you know, it, I I I just don't see how the Nets don't come out of the East at this point. I, but it was I the biggest shock to me over the past couple of days is the fact that the Bucks just look like an inept that, team against that this they were team. never even close in these games. Either. No, it was like I said, it was never a time where I'm like, oh, here it comes. Here comes the 15 2 run that puts Milwaukee right back. Nope, nope. that never happened. The never Nets did. just were on cruise control the entire game. And then on the other side of that, too, Tino, you're absolutely right. I mean, Embiid looks like he's hobbled. He's doing something. Something's not right with Embiid. Lost something's, to the Hawks. They like, lost to the Hawks. You know, I mean, let's take a – can we get a collection going for Trey Young? Just, you know, just think of the medical bills that poor man has piling up, Tino. <laughs> think about the medical bills that he's going to have soon. Just so much physicality. He's on the floor constantly. He must be constantly getting run over. So that's the only possible way that works, of course, right, well, is that well, he's – and that's a you know that's a larger fail to the 76ers management who thought at some point in time you know what we should keep both Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid let's keep two of the biggest guys in the league who can't shoot on the same team Ben Simmons is afraid to take a shot he's just like nope it's like he's allergic it. it's to it <laughs> i i you're 6'10", like you could get your shot anywhere on the floor with anyone that's probably guarding you. And yet he still had a, you know, fairly good season, but welcome to the playoffs. And this <laughs> Hawks, the Hawks team is a really interesting. I, I think the Hawks team is kind of fascinating because it's kind of a bunch. I don't want to say it's like a bunch of nobodies, but it's kind of a bunch of nobodies. Like, point to me the top 10 player on that team. There's not a top 10. Trey Young is making a top, name for himself. I mean, top 20, maybe top maybe, 20, top 25. Though? You know, he's a franchise guy. We'll call him a franchise but not, guy, but he's not a superstar, no. which totally flouts what everything we've seen. So not far yet, not in the, yet in the last 25 years of the NBA that you cannot win a championship in the NBA without a legitimate, legitimate top 10 player. But the Hawks are just making it work. I, I, I don't understand it. They took out the Knicks and the way they took out the Knicks is what surprised me. And maybe that's like kind of the eye opening thing that's going to happen. You know, this season is maybe the Hawks are in the right track here. 
Um, who knows? They could be they could be a one year wonder, you know, after after beating out the Knicks who had a great season, especially for the Knicks, especially considering they are the Knicks, especially um, considering they're the but, Knicks. But Atlanta, like kind of showing up all of a sudden, putting the 76ers in game one down, you know, I, I think I think they're a bit of a surprise. Obviously, I don't think they're they're coming out of the East at that point uh, oh, no. based upon that performance. But but they're they're making it a fun watch. Um and here's the thing. It, the Sixers are showing that if Embiid isn't good, they are bad because there isn't a plan B. Like there's nobody else that they roll out there and they say, OK, you go get us a bucket because Joel's not having a great game or he's not doing this or he's not doing that. Yeah, there's no plan B on that team. And so no. they are in deep trouble. That's why they went out if- and got a new coach. Because they, they couldn't do much else. They paid they paid two guys max money thinking that for whatever reason one of them's both of them is going to take them to the promised land which i i don't understand which doesn't seem to be the case no no it it wasn't the case before they gave him the money it definitely wasn't the case after they gave him the money i was a big advocate at the time of trade ben simmons like you like joel Embiid as a character as a portion of your team and you go out and you get out surround pieces that complement him not take up his space and do the same thing he does, which is score in the paint. That doesn't make any sense nope. at all. But hey, what so, do I know? Uh, but so then, you know, you look at the remaining teams. Tino, Tino, do you need a second? Do you need a second to process another Dallas failure? <laughs> I don't. I don't actually this time because because the, the Mavs of old, I love Dirk. And let me let me start with that. I love Dirk, but Dirk wasn't clutch in quite the same way. He had he he became clutch for one postseason run, and it got us a championship. When the meme was floating around out there, when it was just his face going, everyone chill the fuck out. I got this, you know, to take to take on LeBron, Bosh, and Wade and take them down. That was his one season. But this is a completely different superstar that we have in Luka Doncic. Because he doesn't shy away from big moments. He wants to take the big shot. He likes the pressure. He he likes shooting the basketball quite a bit, actually. Yeah, he but rises to that occasion. Too much. Potentially too much shooting because of the basketball. Because who else on that team is really going to take over that the brunt of that load? We saw KP disappear. Kristaps, who was supposed to be that second star in Dallas, as soon as yeah, we, he was, where'd he go? He oh, just no. disappeared. <laughs> just and there and there's no market for him. So it's not like Dallas can go out and go. Hey, let's see what we can get to pair Luca with someone that maybe fits a better style. When we first traded for him, I was like, "What a great trade for the Mavericks! You got a young, you got a young guard who's playing out there. You know, he's he's playing the one, right? And then you bring in Kristaps, who theoretically should dominate around that four position. And this year, I don't know if it's the injury; he's still not right after the ACL, the meniscus, the back, the ankles. What he just disappears." But I, I am all on board with the Mavs at this point because we have Luka. He's got a little bit of that mentality of, you know what? Give me the big shot. Give me the game winner. I'm going to take it. Put the team on my back. You know what? I'm going to do everything I can to try and carry them because that's what he tried to do. What we saw in that series was just Kawhi Leonard going, everybody chill out. I got this. The best so, uh- two-way player. They, he, had to play, he had to play Luka on both sides of the floor, game six and game seven to help even slow them down and then light it up offensively to put so, them in that series. Even though that we could point to this Clippers team and be like, 
oh, this is this is a deeply dysfunctional team that shouldn't work. Like that doesn't give you cause for concern as a as a Mavs fan going like you should have beat them. You probably should have beat this team. If you think that if you think that Luke is a legitimate potential MVP caliber player and you're looking at this and you're saying like this Clippers team was wildly dysfunctional even with as much talent as they had on it, they but are it confused. starts with the talent. It ah. starts with the talent. You're still talking about Kawhi Leonard one of the top five, top 10, however you want to rank him player. I think he's probably top three, four players in the league when he's engaged. It just took him to game six before that fire lit for whatever reason. And then we saw the Kawhi that people want to see night in, night out. But he's Mr. Load Management, Mr. I'm going to miss a few games. And heaven forbid that he rely on playoff P um, to help carry that Clipper team in any kind of way. <laughs> But you know what? He still has the talent on that team. They still have other role players on that team. So, no, I'm not I'm not dismayed by it. I'm a little sad. I'm a little disappointed. But I like what I see in Luka over kind of that. And Dirk is an all-time great, just a different kind of player, different mentality. So, real I still have concerns, then, but. You know. Very quickly then, Hirtino, speaking of all-time greats, what do you make of the fact that we saw something we have never seen in the history of the NBA this year, at least in his career. LeBron goes out in the first round. Yeah. It's never I, happened before. Never happened. Is this a canary in the coal mine or is this, he's, he needs that second player to come in. Now he can't take over a series like he used to be able to tell me what team doesn't need a second player. And LeBron almost, Again, single hit, and once AD was out, really, like he almost picked up that whole team and carried them. But this is different than when he was year three, year four with with the uh, with the Cavs. Like you know, it's not the same league, and he was carrying that team. But it was it's it's not the same league as it was. You need that second guy, someone that can come in, give you some production, give you some points where it's not just on you to facilitate. And also score and do everything else that needs to be done. He's what, 37 now? Yep. I think I think he's my age, 36, 37. Yeah. I don't know how old I am. One of those two. Somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. Yeah. He is. So you're. we are starting to look at the very simple question now of like, he's been hurt more than basically in the last two seasons. And he's been hurt for more or less his entire career. Yep. He can't. You just said it. You're right. He he's done it twice before. We have seen him drag absolute corpses of teams to the NBA finals. <laughs> but he can't do that anymore. No. He can't simply take over the game. He absolutely needs that second player. So it's they've got AD for a few more seasons in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I think it's what, two more years in his contract? I think that's LeBron. I think AD's got three more years. Something so, uh, maybe yeah you might be right. somewhere somewhere in there. Eighties got so they I think, probably a longer have one. conceivably two more years though. So here yeah. you go, Tino. Over under remaining LeBron James championships, one and a half. Under. You think under. he gets? I, I think he can get one more. But the 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 linchpin to this, the thing that this is teetering on, isn't LeBron. It's not even the Lakers organization. People will always come to play with LeBron. This hinges on whether AD can stay healthy. That's it. Mm. 
That is it. That is that is the thing. Unless unless LeBron and the Lakers get some funny money somehow and pull a CJ McCollum, a Steph Curry, uh, someone like that into the fold. One. One. And that's a maybe. Because right now he's staring at the barrel of a lot of good young teams that I don't know if he can just will his way the way he has in the past. And he's in the West now too. So now you're looking at the jazz, you're looking at the Suns, you're looking at the nuggets, all young teams all have a good core of people. And you're asking the Lakers and that old LeBron to carry that roster with whatever they end up getting. Cause it's not like they got what the nets got. The nets got some players, <laughs> you know, as soon as they put that team together, man, everyone was like, yeah, I cancel my contract. I'll go play for 20 bucks a night, you know, <laughs> out there in uh, in New York in Brooklyn. I'm gonna, go sure. a, I'm gonna go in a championship. Yeah, like I mean, how? Yeah, and like I said, we haven't even mentioned that Nuggets Sun series, where the winner of that very well may come out and win the West. Yeah, which which looking at it now, I didn't want to see the Nets make it this far or look this dominant without James Harden. Um, you know. Which I think should be a testament to to what we all think of Harden, right? Great score, prolific score. Your your value is usually assessed when you're not there. Well, he hadn't <laughs> been there. <laughs> I don't see a difference. Yeah. So uh, it's, but it's going to be very different with whoever comes out of the West versus some of the heavy hitter you have in the East, which is really just the Nets. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I, I think that's the the Barclays Center. I feel pretty comfortable saying I do believe the Barclays Center is going to be hosting NBA <laughs> finals. Like, I feel like that's just a pretty simple statement to make at this point in time. It's yeah. just a sheer question of who is their matchup nightmare out of the West. That's left. Mm-hmm. Maybe the 76ers just based on length. When you talk about Embiid down low and essentially stretching out to just Ben Simmons, like, you know, if they just went no, no, no. wingspan. I'm if, so if Brooklyn, let's just, it's a fait accompli. Brooklyn's in the, the finals. Oh, God. Who's the team in the West that they least want to see? Nuggets, Suns, Clippers, Jazz. Which is Pro- the team they want to see the least? Probably the Clippers. You just think it's just talent on talent at that point in time? I think it's just because then you're looking at Paul George, who can at least be a defender, like an active, smart, you know smart body on the floor and then Kawhi Leonard at that who we point saw, who we saw literally drag Toronto to a championship. Yeah. And so, and now he's got shooters around him highest three pointing shooting percentage. And they weren't shy about shooting three pointers all season long, which means they can light up the scoreboard as well. I think that would be the team. If you're the nets, the one you don't want to see. And also being Complete East Coast versus complete West Coast. <laughs> you want to talk about a role reversal change from what we saw with How the Mavericks Clippers series? I think that's when you would start to see that home court playing a much bigger advantage. How about I just love that I would actually genuinely, genuinely love to see a Nets Clippers final where you're just like, yeah, that's right, baby. Little brother's got the sunlight today. <laughs> Take that, jerks. <laughs> on both on both coasts. On both, to- on both teams. New York versus LA, but it's not the New teams York, you LA. think. It's the Nets and the Clippers, though. <laughs> oh, man. 
What a big loss that would have been, though, if the Mavs found a way to pull out game seven, you know, to have no L.A. team with all the talent that they had in there without them in the playoffs. I mean, so good on them for stepping up. I'm still hopeful as a Mav fan. We just we had a lot of our flaws revealed, but I'm okay with it because Mark Cuban is Mark Cuban and he just doesn't give a shit. So he's just going to go out there and just play like it's a fantasy roster and just start calling people going, (laughs) let's make a deal. So. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, hope. Ugh. Here's hoping. Here's hoping that Pittsburgh's own Mark Cuban delivers <laughs> nice Dallas plug. championship. Nice plug. Nice plug. Oh no, I, it's like, I got my moments. You know, if only he had an opportunity there in Pittsburgh to coach or to own a team. Oh well. Uh nobody wants to buy a baseball team right now. <laughs> they're just bad they're just you mean bad. that Don't super that super exciting sport of baseball you mean no did one you, wants as a total aside did you happen to see the sports illustrated article from earlier this week i did not it was an expose i i don't want to get too deeply into it because you got to read the expose but it's literally that pitchers are just cheating their asses off oh yeah i've seen i've seen that kind of come to fruition all the sticky stuff. You oh, know. the sticky stuff. The sticky stuff. And that the sticky stuff might compare. According to this SI article, the sticky stuff very well may compare. That Major League Baseball is about to post the worst batting average, the lowest number of home runs, the lowest number of total bases. Like, every single statistical hitting category is going to be down this season, and if not at one of its all-time lows. Do we do we, do we we let the steroids back in? Is it that time yet? <laughs> that's that's not going to help when you got a guy who has like a 27-inch a break on his slider. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, man. It started three zip codes over, and it ended th- over here. I can't hit this. I don't care if I have a goddamn or I'm not hitting this baseball. <laughs> so I just I think baseball has a massive this this could be something that talk about later, but this is a baseball has like this could put them is away. like is like seven massive overcorrections on now. And you're just like, guys, you just got to stop screwing stuff. You just got to stop changing things. Stop changing things. But it's the history. Ugh, can't upset the history. Mighty. Well, they're yeah. going to have to do something because nobody's watching these. This is a game games. of tradition, Danny. There are tradition. unwritten rules, Tino. I oh God, I hate that statement. <laughs> Makes me want to throw up. And I'm like, and this is, you know why I go to a baseball game? I go to a baseball game because I live in Colorado and I can stand outside and essentially drink $9 beers in a, in what costs like $6 to get in, you know? And apparently there's baseball on in the background. Not much of one because I, I live in Colorado and the Rockies just like, hey, we have this really good player. We'll play. We'll pay him to pay, play somewhere else because we're it's the Rockies okay. and that's what we do. The Pirates just took two of three from the Rockies. The Pirates just took two of three from the Rockies, Tino. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it's that bad. It's it's pretty it's bad. that bad. It's pretty. But it's the sticky stuff. Don't. Don't you forget it. <laughs> that sticky stuff's just ruining the sport. <laughs> ruining it, I tell you. <sighs> Terrible. All right. Well, I mean, I guess I guess here's to hoping to see what happens here in the second round, but I guess <sighs> I guess we're hoping for a Nets Clippers. Nets Clippers, uh, let's do it. Like let's God. get if you can't be good, be weird. And That's, this might be both. 
So what the hell? Let's do it. But that, then that would put me rooting for the Clippers to beat the Nets because I don't want to see the Nets win it. Not this way. So I I am an agent of chaos and I'll cheer for <laughs> chaos. Let's Fine. just see what happens. Fine. There. Whatever. <laughs> Having your guest privilege revoked as we speak. Uh, whatever. Ugh. I mean, it'll make me sad and I don't know. I'll, I'll make my own podcast. I'll make my own podcast. Ha! <laughs> As long as it took you to set up the microphone today, oh, I highly doubt uh, it. Oh, personal shots. Shots fired. Not good ones, but. <laughs> All right. Adequate, adequate ones. Uh, more playoffs. More playoffs. There's always playoffs. I love this new schedule. I didn't say it enough last time. I'm going to say it enough this time. I love this new schedule of sports with where the NBA is ending up at. The NHL is currently out in the playoffs. I don't have to watch any trash baseball um, you know, this will bridge me almost right up until mini camps and football season, but hockey's in playoff mode. I, th- and it's, I think it's, it's really and truly in playoff mode now. It's, it seemed, you know, Tampa Bay, I think is about the only one that I, that I see that's just, I mean, they're just better in that series. Come on. Like the, the, that's all right. That's one of the teams to beat right now. Tino literally almost the last team in has just swept their second round series. <laughs> just like three minutes ago, the Canadians oh. finished off the Jets in overtime. Well, I mean, so it's the, the Canadians, the, like I said, they were literally the, like the last team or the second to last team into the playoffs. And the Canadians are going to go to the whatever Eastern Conference, Prince of Wales Conference, whatever <laughs> it's going to be, whatever this matchup is going to be. The Canadians are going to go They've gone through the Maple Leafs. They went through the Jets, and now they're going to get the opposite of Islanders, Bruins, Lightning, Hurricane, whoever that is. So it's like hmm. I look at this and I say the Lightning look great. They are being just absolutely thing. But I'm I am still saying right now, and I'm I'm laying my marker on this one. Tino, putting my marker down. Okay, it's down. My marker is down. <laughs> the winner of the Avalanche Knights series yeah. is going to be your Stanley Cup champion. Ooh, prediction Laying already. It down right here, right oh. now. And that series, that, that series is at 2 2. That series currently is at 2 2. Right and it has just been back and forth. Both teams look, both teams have won a blowout game. Both teams have won a close game. Yep. There has been stellar goaltending on both sides. There has just. They're the two best teams, and it's very obvious. Like, it's almost a pity one of them is going to have to lose in this round. But I don't know. Tampa Bay is up there, man. I mean, there's something to say still about momentum. And momentum is having them just move right along. There's something to say for potentially, possibly rigging your long-term IR so that, you know, inexplicably, Tino, some of your best players come back right as the playoffs begin even though you had them on long-term IR before. It's a whole thing. You know, don't worry about it. The Lightning, they were totally on the up and up. They were totally on the up and up. It's fine. <laughs> rules are rules. You play within them. Listen, it's fine. You know, our country has taught me that much. You just play slightly within the rules or maybe even a little out of it. It's fine. We'll allow it. I just, the, those two, so the, like the four series that you've got left, like I said, I think the two best teams right now are playing in Colorado and Vegas. Yep. 
The Islanders and Bruins is just a goddamn rock fight where they're just like, <laughs> no, I'm the big goon team. No, I'm the big goon team. And it's just like, oh, okay, okay, guys, we get it. You're both very Who is goonish. the big goon team? You're, but yeah, you're both very goonish. It's fine. So that just dumb goon series is going to go back and forth forever. And yeah, the Lightning, like, I like the Hurricanes. They're a fun team. They're a plucky underdog team, but the Lightning are just a better team than them. Oh, yeah. And the Canadians have just come out of left field, but I kind of think that that... You can go very far with a stellar goaltender stealing you series, but you it's really almost impossible to win a Stanley Cup that way. Carey Price is playing out of his mind right now, but I just... There's just nobody there otherwise. Like, it's not a very good team beyond that. So, so, I mean, uh, yeah, the Canadians, so whoever comes out of this Avalanche uh, Knights series going to take the Canadians pretty quickly. I would more think than likely. So. That, um, that is my general thought. Yes. And then, I, you know, Tampa Bay is looking like they're going to come out of that one. And then whoever the Islanders or Bruins, we're looking at either a Tampa Bay versus either the Avalanche or the Knights, which, I, you know. I hope it's Colorado. I live in Colorado. I'm a little biased, but at the same time, it's more of a hockey town than the Vegas Knights, just due to you know tenure at this point. Um, <laughs> even though the even though the Knights have been in the playoffs and been in the finals, you know, I still I would still rather see that. See, I just, my boy Mark Andre is in <laughs> Vegas, so we just have to stand for Mark Andre for forever. Your boy who left, uh, he didn't leave. It, he didn't want to. Your your organization had a choice to make. They and did. That is the choice they made, and they went with Matt Murray. And Tino, that was a mistake. <laughs> you don't have to say it so so quietly. You can you oh. can speak up. Oh, okay, yeah, no, the Penguins choosing Matt Murray over Mark Andre Fleury was a gigantic goddamn mistake. It really was. I don't. Uh. I, I didn't understand it at the time, and I was like, why is he playing for the Knights? That seems dumb. And then you saw him go to the finals and you're like, oh, man, that's a lot of egg on your face now. Yeah. So and Marc-Andre Fleur is just having like this career renaissance right now. He's very quietly become third all time in wins. No big deal. Yeah, no big deal. Like I sent my buddy a text message. I was like, do you think Marc-Andre Fleur is a Hall of Famer? And he just responds back, <laughs> LOL, 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 He goes, he's third all-time in wins. And I was like, he has no personal trophies, though. And he goes, he's got three cups already. And I'm like, yeah. all right, yeah, Marc-Andre Fleur is Hall of Famer. Good point. Yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty good. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's pretty good. Oops. You know, the Penguins should have let him go. Yeah, maybe I'd keep that jersey now, hopefully. Yeah. Well, you know, the past is the past. Let I, it go. I'll never. I will Have never. a yingling and let it go. I will never let it go. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> What's well, what is? <laughs> what is dead may it. never die. What is dead may never die, Tino? <laughs> Whatever. However you want to choose to live your life, by all means, go ahead. <laughs> what is? Just, spe- speaking of dead, I like this. I like this point right here. Speaking of dead, Rogers and the Packers relationship seems dead just dead in the water it's just a it's a deeply unhappy marriage where you know you know they haven't had sex in just years and they're just like (laughs) whatever we're together for tax purposes and you're just like this isn't this isn't healthy did you did you really stay together for the kid you stayed together for the kids you're not supposed to do that what kids the kids left (laughs) 
Yeah, I know. The kids are gone. You can just get divorced now. You're like, <laughs> we're married for 30 years. We're comfortable. It's fine. It's very, it's the very Midwest, is, right? Like the, it's very it's Midwest. Very like, Midwest. We're both unhappy, but we're staying around. We're just going to talk bad about each other all the time. We don't, we don't sleep in the same bed anymore. You know, it's very deeply unhappy, but we don't, we're not going to start over now. Well, I mean, you know why they're not going to start over Tino? Because Aaron Rodgers still has like three years left on his contract. Yeah. And the Packers can't retire. Okay. Go ahead. Don't show up. We're not trading you. That's because decide whether you want to forfeit that $30 that's because million they're, they're looking at their own practice field. They went through, you know, they went through some of the offseason mandatories coming up uh, tomorrow, actually, or today by the time this episode comes out. And he's not planning on attending then. But that means they've seen a season and now the beginning of an offseason with Jordan Love and go, oh, shit. <laughs> we wasted a first round pick that, on a quarterback uh, that don't have it. That That is not the guy we wanted to get. That's not the guy we drafted. Huh. Whoopsie daisy. Uh this is all what? sorts of bad. I what what do you think is gonna happen next with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? Do you think do you think he plays a game for the Packers this season as it sits right now? Yes. Ooh. And he's got about fifteen million reasons to do it. How much money has he made in his career? Uh how Does much really more money have to play? Don't don't get don't get caught up in sunk costs here, Tino. He can always <laughs> make more. And I mean, if you're Aaron Rodgers at this point in time, here's a very interesting question for you, Tino. Yeah. Is Aaron Rodgers a Hall of Famer? Yes. One MVP? Yep. One Super Bowl. One MVP, one Super Bowl, and doesn't really have a ton of like accolades beyond that so so this is this is not the same breath really this goes back to my edelman argument right hall of fame mvps we like good stories coupled with some stats or impact on the game right so big moments big players aaron Rodgers is still that he has a big impact influence on the nfl currently he's been the face of the franchise for many years um you know what yeah, he's going to be the Hall of Fame. Let's 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 just dismiss that regardless of the one MVP, regardless of just the one Super Bowl, regardless of the fact that the Packers as an organization had Brett Favre tied right next to Aaron Rodgers and they got two Super Bowl wins out of this. What an inept fail by that organization. Two, but it two doesn't... Super Bowls out of 30 years of top flight quarterback play. Yeah. Is Aaron Rodgers better than Brett Favre? No. <sighs> Not a, nope, no. It's, I can answer that. I'm answering my own question and saying no. He's not. <laughs> it's they're in and the same category. That is, like a lot of these stats, what, a lot of these arm qualities and talents, a lot of these stories. But one Super Bowl win each. But that's enough. But that's the ghost, and that's the ghost he's chasing. And he will forever be compared to Favre just by virtue of being the guy that was drafted while Favre, you know. Favre was still in Green Bay, you know, and then we come back to our Michael Jordan and I took that personally. And so Favre then remember, because the same thing happened to to Rogers. He Rogers gets drafted, is pulling a Favre. He gets drafted. Favre turns around, has this incredible comeback season, takes the Packers all the way to the NFC championship game that year. 
Same thing happens to Aaron Rodgers. He's stuck for what, three seasons, I think it was, behind Favre, just waiting and waiting and waiting because the Packers couldn't figure out when to move on. They didn't know when to move on. And now Aaron Rodgers is the jilted ex. Well, and, and the Packers got to be careful because, I mean, I think they had a real opportunity to get something back from Rodgers when all this came out, when that draft, that draft day, that thir- that Thursday night when that was happening. And then that's when the reports came out. That was that was intentional. Rogers, you know, if anything, isn't dumb. You know, he knows how to make a national headline, uh, you know, make some make some waves. And who says you couldn't go home again? What do you think? What do you think Kyle Shanahan and the Niners would have given up to bring the Bay Area kid who played at Cal and just is coming off an MVP performance to San Francisco? They would have absolutely given the Packers a number three pick. No question. But like how many first rounds is the question at that point? In time? Well, they had they had a few. They had enough. And uh, on the same level, Broncos were were out there as well. You know, and for a minute, for a hot minute, they were like, everyone's here. And this Broncos, this Broncos thing, you know, Rogers to the to Denver is nearly done. But the Packers, I think, as an organization, were just like, we're not trading Rogers. I don't care what you're offering me. And, and that's, and that's where probably they lost the it. right move for them to make, honestly. Oh, it is because, but MVP quarterbacks don't grow on trees. They're not hanging around all over the place. You don't have the ability to just go and just, oh, I need another MVP quarterback. Let me just, you know, oh, hey, look, here we go. There's another one. That just doesn't happen. They're going to be so, left holding it, though, if Rodgers doesn't come back and play. And, you know, even though like his contract is easily cuttable, you know, from a Packers perspective, they won't. And then they're just going to live in what this limbo space with this team that, you know, is primed and ready to, to go. Find out if Jordan Love is any good at all. Oh, we, we that we are, that we are. I just don't think I, it's it. I think I, I think don't think he, he is be, either. We would so. have known by now. Somebody would have said by now, Jordan Love is ready. He's ready to he go. Look, he looks damn good. You know, yeah, he looks some, great. We're some ready, player we're, somewhere. We're you know, not everyone in that locker room, I'm sure, is committed to Rodgers. I'm sure they like him because he's uber talented right shown the ability to be successful like personally but. is a gigantic asshole by all accounts yeah so i mean here's the other thing too about that Awkward. is they might never know because rogers absolutely strikes me as the kind of guy that goes is you know i'm here i'm eating you're not oh that's so this idea that rogers absolutely strikes me as the guy that goes yeah i'm taking all the first team reps you know what maybe i uh, my, I mean, maybe i'll take a second team rep every now and then too you know, you know you who do else about is it? like that? nothing roethlisberger Better except for the extra work part no, the extra yeah, no, part is not Oh, second team. Second team reps? No, I took I my first those. team reps. Send that back up in there with those scrubs. <laughs> exactly. So, I don't know. Tino, I, I, more to play out there. Mm. Tino, I have another question. Oh, God. What are the Falcons doing? They wanted to be able to sign the draft picks they just drafted. So, they shipped Julio out. They shipped Julio out. So... For a second and a four. Let's just. <laughs> All right. Hold on. I can't make that trade in a fantasy league. <laughs> I can't get Madden to do that for me. Madden <laughs> will not let me do that. Here's the thing. All right. The Titans win this trade and it's not even like difficult to see through that. Right? No, no, not they, at all. It's just, they just completely not only fleeced the Falcons. Who was offering more? No one. No one was offering but... a first round pick. So. Here's the thing, and we talked about this last week, and I told you, I don't, I don't think Julio commands that anymore. 
but a second and a fourth is a pretty good return for Julio Jones. When your team doesn't like strictly speaking need him, I mean, they weren't this offensive job. I mean, they're you'd have to think they're the favorite to win the South easily now. And then you'd have to think on top of that, they're probably one of the top three teams in the entire AFC now. It's a completely well-rounded offense. It's a monster defense. And so now you're saying the The Titans Titans look, yeah, the Titans, the Titans look really good now. What are the Falcons doing? Because if you wanted to trade Julio Jones, he told you before the draft, I want out, I want out, I want out. If you trade the best offensive player you have and you're going into the last two years of your quarterback, go get a new quarterback. (laughs) I think Kyle Pitts is a great pick, but Kyle Pitts says, we think we can make maybe one more run with this team as it's set up. You trade Julio Jones and you draft Kyle Pitts. That doesn't make any sense. Because you've just put yourself right back into the same place you were before. That, I mean, I agree with you. Heading into the draft, we were, you know, me and Robbie were talking about it. Like, if I'm the Falcons, I'm taking a quarterback here, right? Because one, I don't know when the next time I'm going to draft this high, and to go get a tight end, I sort a, of understand a, a it. Human but... cheat code. I think it needs to be said. Kyle Pitts is a human cheat code. Yeah, he but is a physical you, freak. I, and I think this move was was done. Uh, based upon Arthur Smith being the new head coach coming in going, I don't want I don't want one of the distractions of a rookie quarterback. I think we can win. Let's just get what we can for Julio, who's been injured this past year, you know, um, is on the higher end of age, especially for an NFL wide receiver. Not a great haulback, but after seeing what DeAndre Hopkins went for, like you know, Bill O'Brien set a pretty low bar at that point for, for, you know, trades. So when, when you're literally conducting trade negotiations with a goddamn dartboard, yeah, it's a little, it's, it's going to get complicated pretty quickly. I suppose you're going to get fleeced every now and then. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins is worth, uh, uh, Oh, Oh, look at that. DeAndre Hopkins only worth a fifth round pick. Crazy. (laughs) We'll take an aging injured running. And has anyone seen the Texans backfield lately? It's fantastic. It's fantastic if it was five years ago. Um, they have a lot of talent as of five years ago on that backfield. Um, <laughs> 2015's best backfield. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's besides the point. I don't know what the, the Texans, I'm not sure. They play the Jets. I think they may win that game. But I'm not so sure that they that they, that they they win any game, really. Why? Um, Why did the NFL give the family another franchise? Why did they do that? Tino, why did they do that? Explain I, Texas to me. I explain I the state of Texas to me, I Tino. But I, it's that, just that's such a, a silly place. That's a topic for another time. Um, Julio Julio Jones to the Titans, though, great for the Titans. Even worse for the Colts, who probably needed oh, yeah. needed him. But Julio Jones to the Titans has me scratching my head just a bit. Because they brought in, and they they now have essentially two top-tier receivers for a team that likes to just run the ball. It's like putting drag slicks on your 4x4. <laughs> like, it's, you know, it, do, do we understand what the purpose of this vehicle was, which was just to power it's a over Jeep, people? Man. You're a Jeep. With, what are with, you doing With here? drag slicks on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, I... 
you want to improve like said, the team, I, but uh, Tana, I, I think mm, if if I, I may step into you know Mike Vrabel's very very probably incredibly concussed brain at this point in time, <laughs> uh, you needed to make that team more balanced because all teams did to beat the Titans was stack the box and be like Ryan Tannehill has nobody to throw to and we're not afraid of him. So, I mean, any team that beat the Titans, that's how they did it. They said, we're not going to let Derrick Henry run for 6,000 yards on us. Well, they said, yeah, Tannehill, be the guy, right? You got to beat us. You beat us, Ryan Tannehill. And I think here's the thing. If the Titans are looking at Tannehill, they're saying, all right, we think that you are good enough that you can lead us forward if we give you players to throw the ball to. That we don't have to be this run first, run second, run third. Oh, God, that's right. We can throw the ball forward in this sport game. We don't have to be that team. If on first down, I have Julio Jones to stretch the field. I mean, that I think that is what I think they're thinking is. You want to talk about simplifying a game for a quarterback, right? He's going to go up to he's going to go up to that line of scrimmage. And and me and me and you can play this game. You know, once we hit NFL season is that. You know, he's going to walk up to the line of scrimmage and just count the guys in the box and go, is it runner? Is it pass? Is it runner? Is it pass? Nine guys in the box. We're passing it. And then he's going to hike the ball and he's going to drop back. Julio's double teamed, throwing it to AJ or AJ's double teamed, throwing it to Julio. Like this becomes the Vince Young offense in the NFL, you know, <laughs> where, where Mac Brown essentially took the playbook said you read one of these two things if neither one of those is good you run <laughs> you run <laughs> you and, do what and god you gave will, you the ability to do and you will outrun college defensive ends vince to your great great success yes you you will not outrun them in the pros it's no that is unfortunately what undid vince young oh yeah well <laughs> it's like it's vince young and tim tebow like great college quarterbacks let's leave it there okay Let's leave it there. You did great. You did real good, kid. Yeah. You did real good. And that's, but that's, so I think that's, if you give Tannehill options, I think the Titans are looking at this saying, we think we're, we like this team. We're comfortable with this team. We think we can win with this team. Yep. If he has receivers to throw to, give him receivers to throw to. That, and you don't, you can't keep turning around and handing off three three hundred fifty times a season. It's not going to work. That that running, no running back, even one that's just built out of what I can only assume is some kind of space age polymer technology, like <laughs> Derrick Henry is. Even that guy is going to break down if you just keep handing the era of Ray Rice getting three hundred and twenty seven touches a year or whatever it is. That's done. That's not happening in the NFL anymore. You might have a handful of these bell cow backs still but you need to throw the ball and i think it's that a passing league. Kind of, it's absolutely a passing league and it, even if you're saying we're going to zig when other people are zagging that's fine and that worked for the that has literally worked for two seasons now for the titans but it's not gonna it, you can't win a super bowl that way there's Obviously. no way they hadn't like you said like they get to the playoffs and they go Tannehill do something and he's and he's got like something like 500 and something yards in four playoff games and let that sink in 500 and like 50 yards one, in, in four playoff games it's really difficult math one it's, huh 
That doesn't seem like a lot of yards to you. No, I'm not. A, I'm not a math person myself, but that does not seem like a lot of yards for four games. You know what? It's not. It's not a recipe for success either. So yeah, it's like I get the move making the trade for Julio to give him some options to give him like give him someone that's going to get separation or that you just you know close your eye do this do the Sandlot thing and just pray to God someone's out there. Um, I get it. It makes sense. We'll see if it's worth it or not. I mean, for the price. It was definitely worth taking a shot. No, oh, yeah, for the price. So. Price, like I said, I think this was a really good move by the Titans. I just have no clue what the Falcons are doing here. Neither do they. Neither <laughs> do they. I mean, they couldn't trade him any sooner because of because of the cap implications. Because they needed to save, he would have ended up in with more dead money if they didn't if they traded him pre June first. So, I mean, that was the big the big you know kind of hook on that one and they had to tell their draft picks like we can't wait to sign you once we trade julio and we actually you know we can give you a check that won't bounce we have once we have money yeah yeah so i don't know that was the exciting news for for this weekend i mean i I think it's who i think if the biggest my biggest takeaway is if i'm the colts i'm just kicking myself going they gave up what for who (laughs) <laughs> like we should have given up the first like you know as as the colts i'd have been like no one else is offering a first yeah i'll offer a first because i don't first? think i don't think it's going to be a high first so yeah give me julio let me pair him with uh with carson Wentz, who i also traded nothing for and if it works great and if it doesn't we're set back what maybe a year with mostly a pretty good roster oh no like oh. Uh, missed out on that boat yikes oh yeah oh yeah thank you thank you for trading him into our division too yeah Yeah. so now that we have to see him twice a year you should have just traded the first just so you didn't have to play against him yeah yeah send him to seattle please just trade him to seattle that way out there because that made a whole i i did not and that did not make any sense to me like seattle after you have dk uh, which again is is on his rookie deal but then you just paid tyler lockett and then you're gonna give Russell Wilson, Julio Jones. That's a lot of touchdowns, but no run game. <laughs> a defense that was suspect most of last year. You, like you <laughs> have the, all the these def- other holes. So. The defense that got old in a hurry. It, the ones that are still there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they shipped out a bunch of other people. Kept swapping people. Like, uh, you know, that's a conversation for another day. I, I don't know. I don't know if this works out for the for the Titans or not. It makes it interesting. Uh, outside of that, I mean, we got to see Tannehill actually, you know, attempt to play quarterback in a in a playoff game. So that's what that hinges minor on. details, minor details. My, Just you know, the, the, the quarterback they gave a bunch of money to to play quarterback can't play quarterback when and it really when it matters. matters. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, awkward. Uh, that's awkward. I don't know, Tino. I'm not a front office guy in the the NFL, but that seems like a problem. I know, I know. Logic, I think, logic gets in the way sometimes. Sometimes, just sorry, occasionally, you know. Yeah. Whew! Another episode. Welcome well, how back. About that? Well, I, I'm glad. I'm glad to be here. Like I said, we're just sitting here, just two dudes, dude, dude, out, <laughs> sportsing it up, talking sports. about the sports balls. Yeah, let's do it, man. Love sports. Sports balls and and pucks. And pucks. My bad. Don't forget about pucks. Want to be inclusive. Yeah, there we go. Pucks. Pucks and balls. <laughs> um, 
Well, yeah. I mean, that's it. Thankfully, I don't have to hear about any more boxing this weekend. I am excited, though, for some UFC this weekend. Uh, I've I've always been a UFC fan. I'm going to order some fights, especially when we get some of these bigger cards. Adesanya is up this weekend with a rematch um, after his trial at at the next uh, higher up division. He's coming back because that didn't work out so well in his favor. And I get it. He's he's not built the same way. I'm still waiting on John Jones to hit that heavyweight um, and get on a fight card. That's what I'm excited for this fall from a UFC perspective. But for this Saturday, Nate Diaz is like the bad boy of the UFC. I like it because he is like a true baller when he gets out there. He just wants to just stand in the middle of the ring and just start throwing punches until both of y'all are bloodied up and just see who see who stands up longer. And it's like that always makes for a great pay-per-view fight. If you're not a fan, this could be a great card for you to kind of jump back into it and go, oh, okay, I get it. I see it. This is a lot of fun because I think the UFC is doing it right. Whatever boxing is doing, they they kind of got it wrong, um, continue to get it wrong. It is interesting so. in that sense. I, I think that the big thing and the big thing that the UFC has figured out that a lot of like boxing did boxing lived and died for years on its heavyweight division. Yep. You know, all the guys, you know, when when we were younger, the guys that we, you know, knew growing up, it was like Evander Holyfield or Lennox Lewis. Yeah. You know, it was these big, huge, hulking guys that would just, you know, throw these unbelievable, just destructive Devastating. Just, oh, it was great. But it was great. And that's boxing had always sold itself from that, you know, heavyweight perspective. And UFC for the longest time also really did that they leaned into the heavyweight division saying like the heavyweight's the one thing that's going to carry us through we're going to bring these big names and we're going to bring in brock lesnar and he's going to fight in the heavyweight division and stuff like that but they also realized that at every level they had marketable athletes and they had marketable stars yeah they had real and the fighters top to they've, bottom they've never shied away from some from making a lightweight the face of the ufc you know, they've never shied away from saying like Conor McGregor, when he was when he unified two belts, since we mentioned him earlier in the, the show, when he unifies two belts, he does it at what? Middleweight and light heavyweight, I think. Lightweight. Was it lightweight? I think so. It wasn't light heavyweight. He ain't that big. No, that's true. I guess he's only like 155 or something. Yeah. But yeah, if you saw so him in like, person, like I'd be like, hey. oh, you're tiny. You're a tiny little <laughs> Irishman. Why are you so angry? Because uh, <laughs> he's Irish. So, yeah, well, yeah, there you go. Uh, so UFC, I think that the, the smartest thing that they do, especially when you juxtapose that to boxing, is that boxing, I mean, who's next? How many times, how many times are we going to watch Canelo and GGG? Oh, okay, guys. Fury and Wilder. I mean, we've that, now seen this like, fight seven times. Yeah, it's like, we, can we, we have somebody else, please? You have Canelo, you have Triple G, you have Fury, you have Wilder. You have, you have Triple the, G, the, you have Canelo. The, you, have, you have the tumbleweed rolling oh. past the, the the thing. And so I think the UFC, UFC kind of, and it's interesting because they came out of that just a few years ago where they had their old guard of guys, whether that was like your Tito Ortiz's or, yeah. you know, your Brock Lesnar's Chuck or these Liddell. guys, yeah. Chuck Liddell, exactly. All of these old fighters had kind of aged out and they didn't really have a ton of people to replace them. And so for a while, it was like, well, I mean, the women's division is super entertaining. They've, they've been able to cycle. But like, 
But now they have actually cycled back with a bunch of really engaging. There, really there's always fight. there's always someone on deck, right? Like there's always another big hitter, another big name on deck that they just keep cultivating this. And they do a great job of this. I think, yeah, like Old Guard, Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, as that kind of faded away, there's there was about a probably about a five year period where we didn't really see John Jones because of, well, certain things that he had done. Um, but then we started to bring, <laughs> we started to bring in all these Sorry, heavy my weights, allergies these are just bugging the hell out of me uh-huh. today. It's yeah. terrible. Subtle. Yeah. Subtle. Uh, <laughs> well, you know he's not on it now because he's training for heavyweight. And God knows that's not going to make that's, you any that, heavier. That, those, two, those two things, don't they don't mesh. It must be part of his rehab program. Good for him. <laughs> um, but they've done just this great job of just keeping to churn. Like, your, your focus is never really off to your point. You know, you get some heavyweights. All right, the heavyweights start to die down. All of a sudden, you got this middleweight. You got this lightweight. This Conor McGregor. This Nate Diaz. Then you got. Then you kind of go into the women's, and then you kind of come back to it. And we're seeing the resurgence of John Jones, and we see DC, and we see, you know, just kind of fighter after fighter. Great job on them. That's why I'm just a huge fan of the UFC because it's constant. You know, it may not be every single fight card, but if you, if you were into UFC, you'll watch every single fight card because it's always entertaining. And then for me as the more casual-ish UFC fan, it's about every other card. I'm more than happy to pay my money, get the pay-per-view, and uh, you know, spend some time watching some grown men beat the crap out of each other, you know, <laughs> and then critiquing it as I would. It's just thinking like, what a what a pansy the guy's just the guy's afraid of getting <laughs> he, hit. <laughs> he throws his roundhouse kick here uh, when he should have clearly shot in and tried to take him down and ground and pound. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's what I would have done. Got caught with this week left and just went down like a baby. Like, <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> oh, like, I could do it. It's like, you know, it's like when I'm talking about football. You do it for like five seconds of somebody. You're just like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. Oh, God, it sucks so bad. Why did I agree to do this? <laughs> Wait, there's how many more rounds? Yeah, no, oh, I'm, I'm out of here. We're going to be wearing me close to the end of the first round, right? No, man. You're like 30 seconds in. <laughs> Got another four and a half minutes. Get you got to keep it. going for a while, actually. <laughs> I do what? Yeah. No, uh-uh. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. No, no, it's not. I, I love to watch and critique, but, you know, there, there's a limit. It's like, you know, if I saw if I even if I saw Conor McGregor in a bar, knowing who Conor McGregor is, I'm not being like, yeah, let's go, you pansy. Like, what are you going to do? Pop down. <laughs> like, In fairness, Conor's also the kind of guy who would be like, uh, you know. You'd make you'd be like, come on, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do better? What are you gonna do better, Connor? He'd be like, hmm, you're right, lad, nothing. And then just grabs a beer glass off the bar and <laughs> smashes it over your head. Yeah, it's I, like I, you didn't need to grab the glass, man. You could have just knocked me out. I mean, the only way he's allowed to do that is if he does it with some of that proper twelve, because that stuff is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> that is just terrible Irish it's whiskey. Not very, it's not very good. No. I whoever sold him on that, he should. He should. I mean, he's got enough money should just fire them. Just let that one go. It's another fight you lost there, McGregor. As, Sorry, bud. As we discussed earlier, Tino, you can never have enough money. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'd like to have that problem. I, 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 I don't have any marketable skill at this point to, to make that a problem, but I can still hope. Can't we all? Oh. Well, that's it. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Dan. Pleasure having you back again. Tino, thank you for again for having me back. It was a, it's a, it's been a pleasure. Well, we'll we'll do this through the summer. You know, you're you, I I think you have some some time free uh, now that we're in the summertime. So I I think we'll have to kind of keep you going because there's going to be a lot to talk about. We got more hockey. We got more NBA. 
we've got more NFL offseason stuff to discuss. We're coming into golf season. You know, uh, you're more of a golf guy, so we can we can we can bring you back. Um, and you know what? You know, it's almost time to talk about soon tune, Tino. Hmm. We can talk about the eyes of Texas soon. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We'll have to bring, football, baby. I, I think we'll have to bring up a bring up a week a week series here where where we discuss your your Pennsylvania specifically Pittsburgh. So we'll talk Pittsburgh <laughs> sports in general as a whole, and then maybe we'll do another one. We'll have you come back because then it's me and Robbie both both being from Texas. Uh-huh. You know, so you can so you can challenge us with some ideas as well. See if you know see if the pittsburgh school system's any better than the <laughs> than the texas school system so i mean probably not i mean yeah it's it's fair it's a fair fight let's <laughs> not fool at anyone here it's just it's a fair fight there but thanks again for stopping by love having Thank you, you. Um, thanks everyone else for listening in don't forget to follow us on twitterverse at the unrequested or feel free to shoot us an email topics suggestions comments in general likes dislikes i don't really care i may not read it i may read it i don't know Let's send it in. Let us know. Let us hear from you. Uh, and that email is the unrequested PC at gmail.com. Don't forget to tell a friend about us. Hit the subscribe button for our podcast. Uh, give us some reviews as well. And we will catch you on the other side. Bye, everyone.